You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 594, the quandary of Pandora's box. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Everyone to the MyMac.com podcast. Oh, we are we are just having a terrible time getting started this this well, I guess it's afternoon for me and evening for you. Yes, it is evening for me. Oh. Definitely, most definitely an evening. Uh we have we have uh this is probably gonna Let be me just look outside. Yeah, okay, yeah. Is yeah, it dark? Evening. Yeah, yeah, it's dark. So okay. it's it's either evening or night, but no, no I'd go for evening, yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Uh, this is probably, especially with all these these constant interruptions, it's probably going to be <laughs> what, from me. No, no, no. Just I, I let myself get distracted. Uh, this is probably going to be a pretty long show. We have we have quite a big center section, so uh, I think I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, Gaz, I have made the jump to digital as far as uh, my main hard drive goes. <laughs> Excellent. So, so you weren't using a digital drive at all previously. Well, I, well, by digital, I mean a non-platter drive. Right. Ah. Yeah. Okay. I so had a. Go ahead. You finally, you finally reached the twenty-first century, then. Yeah. 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 Just uh, sixteen years later. Um, no, no, I don't think SSDs were out quite that time. No, well, not for the price that I got this one. Uh, I had a, I had a, a three terabyte uh, platter drive for for my Mac Pro. And it was fine, you know. I it, the speed of it was was okay, but I think right, a, right. So, so before, so when did you get your Mac Pro? How old is your back Mac Pro? Uh, the Mac Pro is a 2010 model. Right. So, okay, okay. Because I think what you've done is a similar sort of thing to what I did with my white MacBook. So, I'm going to ask you ask you a question in a minute, but carry on. Okay. So uh, I, I got I was only using about a terabyte of data off the yep. three terabyte drive, so it wasn't like I, I had it completely filled up. And I, I've been thinking about doing this for a while, but I went ahead and I started looking online and uh, I found a, a two terabyte SSD that I picked up with shipping and also with uh, the little mounting bracket that you need to stick a two and a half inch drive in a three and a half inch slot in a Mac Pro. And I got both of those for about $700. And Not I. Bad. No, not bad at all. So uh, I got it yesterday, and I spent a good part of Friday night and this morning doing the old carbon copy cloner from the uh, the original drive to this new drive, and uh, plugged it all in, started up the computer again, and I like turned my head for just a minute, and when I looked back, it was like the computer was already booted up. <laughs> it was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to this. Hold on a second. You know, GarageBand is opening up in like five seconds. And uh, honestly, folks, GarageBand, and you know, people complain about it, and I, I have my fair share of complaints about it as well, but it really is probably one of the better options for podcasters out there, not you know, not even 
discounting the fact that it's it's free, you know, with your Mac. Um, my biggest complaint about it has been when when it boots up, it seems to take forever, and also when I was doing either not not so much a new file because typically what I do is I take last week's file get rid of all the audio outside of the, you know, the, the spotlight network, little jingle and, and our opening music and just rename it for the podcast this week. And yeah. for whatever reason, that just seems to take forever. But with this SSD, it was like, bing, 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 and it was done. So uh, it's given, it's given your, um, it's not only made your uh, new MacBook zippy, but it's given it a new lease of life, I assume. Well, it's funny you say that because I just got this Mac Pro. Like, uh, oh yes, yeah. I yeah, think it was just right. last month that I picked up this Mac Pro that was replacing my 2008 yeah, Mac Pro that I, right. I still have that I need to get rid of. Um, uh, if if anybody wants to buy a Mac Pro 2008 Mac Pro 16 gigs of RAM, let me know. I I I could use the closet space. Anyway, um, I picked I picked all the both of those up for about seven hundred dollars. And I started looking online at what prices were like just a few years ago. And in 2012, uh, the price per gigabyte for an SSD was about a dollar, which means that that this drive would have cost me over $2,000, even assuming that you could find one yeah. at this capacity back in yeah. 2012. That's right, because they were, they were about, but they were much smaller size. Yeah, yeah. And the, the prices just keep on dropping, and the, 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 the capabilities and how much storage space that you can get with these now just keeps going up. And, at, you know, it was, like I said, it was about a dollar per gigabyte in 2012, and now it's about 35 cents for that, for that same capacity. And uh, I, I've got something here in the show notes that says, hmm, seems like a good topic for some podcast. Yeah, but well, uh, maybe we've already kind of killed that bit of it. Uh, but uh, yeah. w- we could probably go into it a lot deeper, but we're not going to because we've got lots of other stuff to talk about. Absolutely. So, but I'm very happy with it. So what have you got going on? I see a word repeated over and over in these show notes. Yeah, it's called scanning, 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 scanning. We, we're basically grabbing all the photos now because I, I, I did a lot of scanning fairly recently of all uh, Anne's parents or mum's menu uh, menus that she'd got. She'd saved right. an awful lot of menus and made you know little scribblings on them. Well, like so recipes. I, yeah, recipes. Yes, yes. Sorry, recipes. Yes. Why am I saying menus? That's stupid. <laughs> I was um, trying to figure out. Yeah, yeah, uh, recipes. And uh, she got lots of scribblings on them about, you know, whether they were good and to do this, et cetera, et cetera. And um, Anne particularly wanted, who's quite a good cook, very good cook, actually, and, and makes her own bread. Anyway, she wanted to keep these. And I said, well, you don't want to just keep all those bits of paper. Let's scan them, and then we can print them out, you know, make them a bit bolder, print them out, and do it into a book. So you could actually make a kind of a recipe book for your wee mum. So wait, wait, um, hold I, on a second. Were, th- were these already, I mean, were these like written down recipes or were these like typed recipes? Some of them were typed and some of them were written down. So you had to, for the ones that were just written down, you had to kind of type that stuff in. Oh uh, no, I just scanned it. I just scanned it. Cause most of it is eminently readable. It's all been written. Ah, know, really, so you have a good the- OCR program. Uh, no, there's no point. No, no. What I'm doing is I'm scanning the images and keeping the images. So I've, I've, 
cropped oh, all okay. the images, you see. And I'll put all of those because I've named all of the recipes. So all of the images I've got named. So I can, you know, collate them all together and we can just put them in a, in a book, in a kind of book and then just print them off. Um, and you know, that's, that's all we're going to do. I did, crikey, I did try that. I did think about the OCR bit and doing that, but you know, I could, I would have spent weeks and weeks and weeks because however good an OCR is, it's going to miss something. Yeah. And some of the, some of the uh, recipes actually go down in a column, cut across, go up to the next column, go down and, and OCR doesn't always handle that that well. Yeah. Anyway, wasn't too worried about that. Got, got all of the images, you know, cropped them. So basically just did the scan, opened up the JPEG in preview. I love preview. That's a great <laughs> that app, is a right? great program. It's a great app. And what I did then was obviously cut it. You know, I used the, the uh, editing cropping. tool yeah. and cropping and, and then just, you know, copied it I, and then did, or I did control, uh, commands. Now I did go command, when I actually cropped it, I then went command new and it, I think it automatically then puts it into a new image. So then I could delete the, you know, the previous image that's got all the, the spurious stuff you don't need because when i've just got a flatbed scanner so it would scan the whole the whole page including any blank right. area which obviously i wanted to get clear out and also some of the the images or some of the the uh, recipes were written down on relatively small bits of paper so what i could do was obviously on the scan bed put two three four images or uh, recipes and then crop them out create a new one crop it out create a new one Ah, to keep them all separate. Yeah, and then keep them all separate. So, uh, yeah, and now we are on to their images. We're doing, you know, we're getting all of their their pictures and we're going to do a similar thing with that into photos as well. So, yeah, scanning, scanning and more scanning. Nessie, that would also be a great center section topic. Yeah, it would be, it would be. Because, you know, perhaps go into it a little bit more is what I'm doing with it. So Yeah, well, we'll save that. We'll save that uh, for for. I was going to say for one of these weeks when there's no nothing about Apple to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What well, like last week? Yeah. No, no, no. Let's move on. Why so serious? <laughs> yeah. Why so serious? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Uh, shall we go on over to the mymac.com articles? Oh, let's do it. Yeah. Let's let's be different this week and do it properly. Yeah. Probably. If we do it properly, that would be different. Yeah, I would. All right, I'll take the first one. Um, Nine photography books to enhance your skills. This is a review by Heve Stammen. This review will look at some of the photography books that were released in 2015. The article presents nine books covering different photography-related topics. The first five books are how to take great pictures for different types of photography. The remaining books are related to post-processing using Adobe Photoshop Lightroom and Adobe Photoshop. In this list, you'll find some interesting reading to improve your photography skills. So if you have an interest in photography or you just want to read something great from Steve Hammond, uh, go on over to my Mac and check it out. Excellent. Um, the next article on the website is Bamboo Spark by Wacom. This is a review by Yoni Dankalo. Oh, we not got one for you. No, we don't. We oh. don't. Actually, okay. oh, damn, damn, diddly, damn, damn. <laughs> John sent me a couple of uh, new ones. Ooh, ooh, but they're not on here. I don't have them. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, let me go ahead. Back in 2011, Donnie reviewed the Wacom Inkling. The Inkling was a pen and a clip, which, when used together, digitized anything you wrote with the pen. 
To transfer the images to your computer, you would sync the device with an app on said computer. Recently, Wacom released a very similar product called the Bamboo Spark. The Spark, like the Inkling, works with a specialized pen that when used with the Spark portfolio, will digitize your drawings or writing. However, this time it uses an iOS or Android app for the transfer. How does it work? Well, go over to the website and read Donnie's review. And, oh, didn't have time. Next up, uh, <laughs> next time, John, I swear. Uh, it's the PuroSound BT2200 Kids Wireless Headphones. This is a review by Bond Jiggers. And he that was one of the ones that we had. Parents searching for the ideal wireless headphones for children should look no further than the Puro Sound Labs BT2200 for kids. Featuring the perfect combination of sound and safety, the BT2200 protects your child's hearing while delivering studio-grade sound. Parents, however, should be warned. The BT2200 may transform your child... Dun, 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 into a discerning audiophile. Oh, so I don't know if that's an endorsement or not. Go on over to the website to read this review by Mr. Biggers. Okay, and finally, all is right in the world because we have tech fan number 243. Um, this is just simply called Mark Chapel. With David still on vacation, Tim welcomes special co-host Mark Chappell to the show. Tim and Mark discuss the rise of the iPhone, how Mark got into the Apple universe, gaming on the Mac, taking photos, football, hockey, and of course, Apple versus the FBI, something we might be touching on in the next section. Mm. Hmm. Go over to your podcatcher of choice and download uh, tech fan number 243 this is bond jiggers be nice to me g-man this is heaves tannen hey g-man huh excellent <laughs> yeah right we've <laughs> if, got them for next time yeah if uh, if you would like to write for the the mymac.com website and and having your own little intro is a prerequisite well, no, not really. Uh, contact John Nemo and his email address is Nemo at MyMac.com. And let's get you writing for the mighty, mighty MyMac.com website. Yeah! Well, I don't even know where that came from. I don't know either. I'm losing it. Shall I take us out? Oh, God, yes. Um, everybody, including the FBI, stand by, including the FBI, to stand by including the FBI, to stand by, and we'll be right back without the FBI. So serious? <laughs> you let me finish? Hey, guy, there's a new podcast out. Great. What's it about? Let's Talk Apple. Well, yeah, we will. We will. But uh, what's the podcast called? Let's Talk Apple. <sighs> okay, if you want to. Uh, Rainier, Silken, Gold Rush, Pippin. What are you on about? I'm talking Apple. Huh? That's what you wanted, wasn't it? Us talking about apples? Well, there we go again. Tangentially, as usual, moving off topic. Did you know Bart Bouchotts has a new podcast out? Yep. Let's talk Apple. Oh, jeez. We're through being
going commando on morality. The G-Men on the YMAT.com podcast. Hi everyone and welcome back to the second section of this week's Mighty MyMac podcast with the G-Men. That's myself, Gaz and good old Guy over in the US of A where there's um, a little... There's a little tussle happening at the moment. There's a yeah. little, there's a little what we say two and eight. A little bit of a, you know, you hit my dad's bigger than your dad, and you hit me, and I'll hit you back. Don't pull my hair. Yes, mm, could go a little bit higher than that. Uh, well, just no, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, though there's been plenty of name calling uh, from both sides in the press. By, <laughs> by God. And uh, it seems to be a rather contentious issue uh, for for many other people as well. And what we're talking about naturally is that uh, uh, Apple was delivered a court order in the state of California where the FBI wanted them to de-encrypt a cell phone that was, of course, naturally it was an iPhone, iPhone 5C, I believe, that was owned by uh, one of the two people that uh, basically they murdered 14 people in San uh, Bernardino, California last December. And uh, Apple so far has, has basically said, you know, we improved our OS as far as encryption goes, starting with OS 8. And we can no longer, with our current technology, de-encrypt any of our customers' iPhones. And uh, basically, the FBI is going, well, you need to create a version of the operating system that will allow you to do so. Uh, the, the, the big problem right now is the way that iPhones are set up, and I don't know how many people know this, if you forget your passcode and you try it more than 10 times, it basically wipes the phone clear. Now, if you're halfway intelligent, it's not that big of a deal because you can go to your backups and put all of your stuff back onto the phone. But apparently that is not an option here. So with ten up to 10,000 different four-digit passwords that, that they can choose from, obviously they probably wouldn't hit it within that, that 10 what's the word I'm looking for? That, that 10 try limitation and then the phone would be wiped out. So right after this was delivered to Apple, this court order, uh, Tim Cook, who of course is the CEO of Apple came out with a public letter and we're not going to read the entire thing, but I have a couple of sections here that are highlighted and uh, we're going to kind of, yeah, go ahead. just, Just clarify something there. You can, of course, turn that erase data option off. However, one of the things that they knew that this option was set to on when it left um, the company, because he actually worked for the, um, is it the San Bernardo um, San Bernardo, yeah. where, where is it, wherever he worked for? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was that, a that government was, It was, it was a, a government, government, was a government phone. And yeah. they, they put that out and they know that that was turned on when it went out. And apparently one of the backups, they also found out that it was turned on. So uh, they knew that they had to uh, be careful when doing that. Right, right. 
So uh, getting back to the letter from Tim Cook, uh, this is basically what it says. We're, we're going to kind of go through the major parts of it and then have a discussion at the end of each one of these little parts. So uh, Tim Cook writes, a message to our customers. The United States government has demanded that Apple take an unprecedented step which threatens the security of our customers. We oppose this order, which has implications far beyond the legal case at hand. This moment calls for public discussion, and we want our customers and people around the country to understand what is at stake. Now, to me, I think that this is Apple basically asking for a timeout so that cooler heads on both sides can think about what the FBI is asking for. Yeah, I, I I think I agree with you. However, I'm not sure that the statement Tim Cook should have, you know, I don't think they should have perhaps put that out there because it, it is kind of a semi-finger-pointing and accusing statement. You know, the United States government has demanded that Apple take an unprecedented step which threatens the security of our customers. It, it, it could have made a statement and perhaps not said that little bit because I know that they're going through other processes. So, but... I've got to say, I do agree with you. It is it it it's a voice of let's take a step back uh, and have a think. Yeah, and I think part of the I mean, let's face it, uh, Tim Cook, besides being a uh, supply chain guy, uh, also along with all of Apple's you know countless hordes of lawyers, have um, a lot of guys that are also in marketing. And I think that this is almost a marketing statement where, you know, they didn't want there to be any ambiguity in what their take on it was. They, you know, so I think that the strong wording of, of the opening statement kind of speaks to that. Uh, why don't you go to the next section? Okay. Um, so we're talking about the need for encryption here, aren't we? That's where yeah. you want me to go with that. Okay. So um, smartphones led by the iPhone have become an essential part of our lives. People use them to store an incredible amount of personal information from our private – am I still with you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. It's just that everything on my, uh, my screen has just uh, crashed, so I'm surprised that I'm still with you, but that's good. Okay. So uh, let me carry on. Um, so they've got an, in, uh, an incredible amount of personal information uh, from our private conversations to our photos, our music, our notes, calendars, contacts, financial information, health data, even where we have been and where we are going. So all of that, particularly iPhone users, information needs to be protected from hackers and criminals who would very much like to ac access it, steal it and probably use it without our knowledge or permission. Now, customers expect Apple and other technology companies to do everything in uh, their power to protect uh, our personal information. And at Apple, um, they are – oh, sorry, this is actually from – uh, the, the, the letter uh, from Tim Cook. This is, so this is part of the letter. So let me restart that bit. Customers expect Apple and other technology companies to do everything in our power to protect their personal information. And at Apple, we are deeply committed to safeguarding their data. So compromising the security of our personal information can ultimately put our personal safety at risk. Uh, this is why encryption has become so important to all of us. Now, continuing on the letter for a little bit more. For many years, uh, we have used encryption to protect our customers' personal data because we believe it's the only way to keep their information safe, said Tim Cook. 
So we've even put that data in our own reach. Or out of our own reach. Sorry, yes, we've even put that data out of our own reach because we believe the contents of your iPhone are none of our business. Um, funnily enough, I kind of put a bit of a topic in for this week before this. I mean, this, this all was broke. The, this all broke. Um, and it was headed, our smartphones gotten, have uh, yeah, uh, headed smartphones gotten too smart. <laughs> yes, yes. And by that, I was thinking about the amount of information they now suck up. I, th- I, I think that Apple can unlock by hacking, but they may, that may mean in the future that they make phones even more secure. So, um, you know, what, give us your thoughts and then we can have a bit of a uh, backwards and forwards on that. Okay. Um, based on, on what I'm reading here, that if what Apple says is true – then they themselves can't unlock the data on the phone with their, and I'm doing this in quotes here, present capabilities. <clears throat> yeah, and that's why I was kind of uh, responding to you a little bit. And I, 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 No, I don't think, in all honesty, that if you took a phone into them now, um, or one of the newer phones, that they could actually... Yeah, on, on the newer OS... On the newer OS, actually, uh, other than by hacking and going through the process of creating it, um, actually um, get into that phone. So no, they couldn't actually in there with the present situation. They would have to set up the code and write the code. Right, and this, I mean, we'll at the end of all this, we, we will we'll have a bit of back and forth on uh, what Apple could do if you know if they're forced to. Uh, but but moving on, uh, Tim Cook also spoke about the San Bernardino case and uh, stated that he that you know Apple mourned the loss of life and they want justice for all those whose lives were affected as well as you know everyone else. Uh, then they state that the FBI asked us for help in the days following the attack, and we have worked hard to support the government's efforts to solve this horrible crime. We have no sympathy for terrorists. When the FBI has requested data that's in our possession, we have provided it. Apple complies with valid subpoenas and search warrants, as we have in the San Bernardino case. We have also made Apple engineers available to advise the FBI, and we have offered our best ideas on a number of investigative options. Oh, boy, I can't believe I got through that. At their disposal. We have great respect for the professionals at the FBI, and we believe that their intentions are good. Up to this point, we have done everything that is in both, I'm sorry, we have done everything that is both within our power and within the law to help them. But now the U.S. government has asked us for something we simply do not have and something that we consider, this is an important bit here, too dangerous to create. They have asked us to build a backdoor to the iPhone. Specifically, the FBI wants us to make a new version of the iPhone operating system, circumventing several important security features and install it on an iPhone recovered during the investigation. In the wrong hands, this software, which does not exist today according to Apple, would have the potential to unlock any iPhone in someone's physical possession. The FBI may use different words to describe this tool, but make no mistake. Building a version of iOS that bypasses security in this way 
would undeniably create this backdoor. And while the government may argue that its use would be limited to this case, there is no way to guarantee such control. And, you know, it's difficult for people to remember this when acts as horrid as this occur. Uh, but, but this act of terrorist terrorism sorry, must be put aside when you're discussing the impl- implica- implem- ah, Im- implications there of what Apple is being asked to do. They're being asked to create a way that, in theory, with a court order, allow government agencies to unlock anyone's uh, iPhone. Yeah. I mean, this issue, it it has much wider implications. Um, I mean, if you look at the security measures that Apple are putting into HomeKit, oh, yeah. that will have the, those, the, those items will have the same issues. Um, I believe that Apple are looking out for the consumer, but we, the consumers, have to work out if that security of our personal data overrides the possible issues that some people may get away with dreadful acts. But if we don't secure our personal uh, objects or data, then we may see many more dreadful actions happening against us. Yeah, and not necessarily just from terrorists. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Okay, go ahead. So the threat to data security. Um, Some would argue that building a backdoor for just one iPhone is a simple, clean-cut solution, but it ignores both the basics of digital security and the significance of what the government is demanding in this case. Okay, so back to the letter from Tim. In today's digital world, the key to an encrypted system is a piece of information that unlocks the data, and it is only as secure as the protections around it. Once the information is known or a way to bypass the code is revealed, the encryption can be defeated by anyone with that knowledge. The government suggests this tool could only be used once on one phone, but that simply is not true. Once created, the technique could be used over and over again on any number of devices. In the physical world, it would be the equivalent of a master key capable of opening hundreds of millions of locks, from restaurants and banks to stores and homes. No reasonable person would find that acceptable. Tim goes on. The government is asking Apple to hack our own users and undermine decades of security advancements that protect our customers, including tens of millions of American citizens. From sophisticated hackers and cyber criminals, the same engineers who built strong encryption into the iPhone to protect our users would, ironically, be ordered to weaken those protections and make our users less safe. Um, We can find no precedent for an American company being forced to expose its customers to a greater risk of attack. For years, cryptologists and national security experts have been warning against weakening encryption. Doing so would hurt only the well-meaning and law-abiding citizens who rely on companies like Apple to protect their data. Criminals and bad um, actors... Bad actions, bad actors will still encrypt using tools that are readily available to them. So, Guy, what do you yeah. think on that? Uh, I also find it hard to believe that that once a tool like this is available, uh, that it won't be demanded that they give it to the U.S. government or be forced to use it again in the name of national security. And, you know, is anyone really comfortable with this being in the hands of the U.S. or other governments? Because let's face it. If this tool is created by Apple, 
you can imagine uh, other countries, including and you know, I, and I'm not just going to pick on Russia and China here. Based on some of the stuff that's been going on in the UK, I'm sure the UK government would love to have this as well, as would probably France and, and many other countries that are, are in Europe. And that alone means, you know, even if, let's say Apple creates this tool and the intention is to only give it to these governments so that with a court order, uh, these phones could be unlocked. But that's the problem with secrets. You, the, the best way to keep a secret is not to tell anyone about it. <laughs> and the more people that get involved and the more governments that would potentially get their hands on a tool like this, the greater the chance of misuse of this kind of tool will, will occur. Okay, yeah, I, I mean, I've said here that it may be that you trust your government, but not everyone trusts your government. Yeah. Uh, and you may trust your government now, <clears throat> Richard Nixon's era, <laughs> uh, plus, plus, as I said earlier, uh, I think if there's a way to unlock the data, other people, bad and good, will also be able to do it. It's exactly that. It's it, It's opening... You know, Pandora's box. Pandora's box, yeah. yeah. And I can't help think that Apple are also thinking about the demise of RIM or BlackBerry since they kind of sold out in the Middle East. Um, possibly, but I, I think the demise of BlackBerry is, is more due to them not taking the iPhone seriously. Well, maybe, but I, I, yeah, okay. That's fine. Okay, so move on to the next section. Okay, so the next section is called A Dangerous President. Uh, and that's precedent, not president. <laughs> We're trying you to stay careful. apolitical yeah. here. We're yeah, really, yeah. really trying. <laughs> um, the government would have Apple remove security features and add new capabilities to the operating system, allowing a passcode to be input electronically. This would make it easier to unlock an iPhone by brute force trying thousands or millions of combinations with the speed of a modern computer. The implications of the government's demands are chilling. Yeah, and can I just say this? I have a cunning plan. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going to fit that in. <laughs> uh, if the government, because basically the FBI is is trying to, and I don't understand this, that uh, they're trying to use an act that was originally passed in 1789 called the All Writs Act to justify this expansion of their authority. Uh, if the government can use the All Writs Act to make it easier to unlock your iPhone, it would have the power to reach into anyone's device to capture their data. The government could extend this breach of privacy and demand that Apple build surveillance software to intercept your messages, access your health or financial data, track your location, or even access your phone's microphone or camera without your knowledge or permission. Opposing this order is not something that we take lightly. We feel we must speak up in the face of what we see as an overreach of the U.S. government. We are challenging the FBI's demands with the deepest respect for American democracy and a love of our country. He's talking about the U.S. 
we believe it would be in the best interest of everyone to step back and consider the implications. While we believe the FBI's intentions are good, it would be wrong for the government to force us to build a backdoor into our products. And ultimately, we fear that this demand would lead, would undermine the very freedoms and liberties that our government is meant to protect. And that was the end of the letter by Tim Cook. Yes. So, hence our title at the start of this is The Quandary of Pandora's Box. And we, I, I mean, I, I wanted to say that it is a quandary because the, the issue is we, we want – Protection. Lawmakers, we want protection. We want lawmakers and the, the the law keepers of the land to have the ability to gain access to, obviously prosecute and make sure that somebody um, is prosecuted correctly. Now, the problem with that is we're in an age now where it's got a little bit complicated, and the law of the land hasn't caught up, and it, it's also very difficult for the law of the land to be able to handle this so this is going to go on and on i think for quite a long time and there will be laws there will be law changes there will be adjustments i think for years to come but one thing i do think guy yeah is definitely that apple will now make it even harder to crack these phones so that you can't actually put some software on top because this has probably raised the, 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 um, a security loophole for them. So they're probably now thinking, right, we've got to make sure that you can't actually put some sort of software on top um, to you know, see if you can get in and, and, and have a backdoor. So what the FBI have done is probably actually raised an issue which they're probably not going to be too pleased with. Probably not. And for for people that that are on one side of the fence or the other uh, on this subject, remember that prior to smartphones, all of this information regarding health, uh, financial data, uh, your personal correspondence were spread out all over the place and for the most part were hard copies. So in order for a government agency to gain access to them, they had to get uh, a warrant for your doctors, your financial advisors, your health club, your doc, you know, I mean, whoever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, and to my point, Guy, that, and that is something which I have total confidence in, in the, comp- in the, the country that I live and you're, you're I hope – confident in the country that you live that there are laws in place that they have to go through the appropriate procedures to gain that access yes. and it was available but we're now in the era where they could try and you could you could then have a way where you've got all of your information that you need all just it. on your phone and it's completely yep. encrypted and now they can't get to it and that's the quandary well and well the other the other part of it is you know, like I was saying, they had to go through they, – they had to jump through a number of hoops to, to gather all of this information. But all of this information is now stored in in your pocket yeah. on a little, you know, three by five piece of silicon that, you know, with a back door, what do they need? What do they need a warrant for? They could They couldn't just – probably even remotely download everything that uh, that you have there on your phone with the proper 
you know, with the the proper backdoor built in. Uh, I have to say that I agree, and you know, no big surprise with the way I've been speaking, that I agree with Apple in this case that the need for justice for the the victims of the the San Bernardino massacre is great, and they deserve that justice, but not at the expense of everybody else. Yes, I, I don't think we're going to have any answers here, Guy. No, um, this 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 is going to be ongoing and long running. I think. Yeah. And uh, uh, but it is it is a real it's a real conundrum for everyone all around the world, and it, not just Apple, not just Apple. No, and a lot of the large tech companies, I think both uh, Microsoft and Google and Yahoo, have all come out in support of Apple's I think Facebook position have as well. Yeah, I think Facebook have as well. <laughs> really, that's uh, that's that's almost ironic. But anyway, we're not going to go into it's that. More, it's no, no, more <laughs> ironic that Google have, but there you go. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, but not as much because Google is in kind of a well, similar situation. Get, yeah, let's, yeah let's, let's not get into yeah, that. Let's not, uh, <laughs> if, if you have any uh, opinions on this topic, we would love to hear from you, you know, in all the various ways, whether you leave us a, uh, a Skype call, which would be just bloody fantastic, 703 Four three six. Uh, heck, I can't think. What's nine, that number? Yeah, nine five zero one. Yeah, seven three four three six nine five zero one. No, nah, that's great because now we don't have to give that number out later. Yeah, but, but we will. Uh, <laughs> or via email, or Twitter, or or Facebook, or Google Plus, or yeah, any yeah, of the yeah. ways we'll, that we we'll have. talk about. We'll talk about those in the second section. Yes, yes, we will. So um, I think uh, that's going to do it for this section, guys. Did, did I say second section? I mean the last section. You know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, well, people who've listened to this show for a long time, they know. They yeah, they know. know. They know what the hell I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's about it. So do you, would you like to take us out? I will take us out. Everyone, please stand by. Why so serious? To stand by and we'll be right back. You palonka. people. My name is Peter Bird and I am the host of the Deep Look podcast. The idea behind the show is that we talk to our guests and we learn more about them, the subjects, the people, the things that shape their lives or the things they're interested in or the things they would possibly want to know more about. Basically we just like to look a little deeper and see what's there and to learn. If that appeals to you or you like that idea or if even if you have a guest that you think we should try and speak to, then Come on by and give us a go. We are part of the Stoplight Network. On the Dirty Boulevard, he's going out to the Dirty Boulevard. Number one in our time slot, the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. 
this room costs $2,000 a month. You can believe it, man. It's true. Somewhere Hi, everyone, and welcome to the final section of this week's mighty, 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 mighty MyMap podcast. We're getting kind ever of closer to the, to the wonderful number 600. And yeah, we you know, we, have, we haven't talked about that in the last no, couple we haven't. weeks. We're, we're getting close to it, and uh, it's going to happen. Don't worry. It we'll keep will going. happen. Good, bad, indifferent, whatever. We will be here plugging away. I agree. With with or without the FBI. <laughs> with lots of noddings of heads. Hitting. Oh. Gases yeah. and tips. I need Most to figure out a different way to do that. Most of Gases and tips. It's time for... Gases tip. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Got so lots much. of windows on your screen. Even with this 27-inch iMac, I've still got lots of applications open, all overlapping, and I'm sure I've got an application open somewhere. I press my F3 key or the dashboard key. I think it's a dashboard key. It's known as dashboard key. And guess what? Guess what? Oh. It splits. It moves all of your applications into a neat little arrangement so you can go, there's the application I was looking at. Click on the application. It comes front to your screen. Well, it's the foremost uh, application on your screen because it may, obviously, uh, you may actually have lots of different sized screens. So it'll just be forward. Now, if you've got lots of full screens going on there, then it obviously it will come up to you. If you've you know got lots of applications which are almost full screen, not actual full screen, uh, before I dig my hole even deeper, but <laughs> F3 or the dashboard, I think it's the dashboard uh, key. It's got, it's, there's like three little squares on it. Yeah, and on the British, in, in on a the big British square. keyboard, it's, yeah. Is it the F3 button on yours or the F3 uh, key on your keyboard, Guy? Yeah, it's F something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, bonus tip. It is F3. We, yeah, bonus tip. Guy and I were talking about the amount of tabs that you have on Safari. And, oh, I've got too many tabs. Do you know what happens when I, when I get that situation, Guy? Here's my tip that I was going to tell you earlier, but I brought into this little section. I grab the tab and drag it out into a new window. Hey, voila. Just one tab. Makes it easy. Yeah, that does work. Nodding head, hit it. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's tips. Okay, is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's tips. F, 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 F. That's what all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have an app pick, Gaz? I do. It's called Spectacle. I came across this the other day, actually, and I've just started using it. Now, I don't know if a lot of people use the keyboard a lot, um, but what Spectacle does is it gives you lots of um, keyboard combinations to immediately position the um, the application that's obviously foremost that you've actually got uh, uh, live in front of you, and it actually can put it into... Well, it can send, put it in the center of the screen, make it full screen, which you know that you should know the command for that anyway. But it can move it to the left half of the screen or the right half of the screen. And there are obviously preferences, which uh, means you can change the key combination to do this. Um, and you could probably set this up yourself, but actually Spectacle kind of sets it up nice and easily for you. There's a little menu application. Um, it's free and it's from, um, it's from Spectacle App. Dot com. Now, you do have to go into preferences and allow the app to obviously have do access. So as, as long as you're happy with that, and if you're not, <coughs> don't, excuse me. Don't, then don't get this app. Um, but um, I, 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 I 
I kind of did a bit of work on it. I thought they were okay. Um, um, but there's a menu app uh, which obviously shows you those icons, and you can actually click on those icons as well, and it will actually do that action to the app that you've got foremost. So it's called Spectacle. It's from spectacleapp.com. It's free. Give it a go. Why not? Yeah, why not? Um, I don't actually have guess an what? Oh, guess app what? pick. Guess yeah. what as well? I, I actually got a new pair of spectacles today. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, how, how, how apropos is that? That is that is just so apropos. <laughs> Ap- and if it's not an amateur, then it's an apropro. Oh, dear. I don't have out a sound of, effect ready. Out of the park. And that's not the ball. That's you being ejected. Yes, I, I would not blame them in the slightest. Uh, I don't actually have an app pick this Aww. week, but I do have something. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you like kitties? No. You don't? No. Oh, man. I was. We're, we're not a cat family. We're not cat fans. No, because they poo in our garden. Okay. Well, I, was, I had a rhetorical question here that I guess has been answered. Who, does, <laughs> who, does, who doesn't like kitties? Well, apparently it's Gaz. <laughs> well, if you have a cat that is currently dominating your home because that's what cats do, yep. do them a favor and try out this product. Uh, while not all cats like catnip, those that do will likely go nuts for what this company calls a wrestle rat, and that's W-R-A-T. Both our cats love the one that we had. Now, Tracy actually found this when we went to the the Pennsylvania Renaissance Festival, I guess back in August. Uh, There was like this little, this one area set up where you could buy like herbs and stuff like that. Herbs. Herbs, herbs. (laughs) Careful. FBI might be listening, so where you get your herbs is probably pretty important. Um, But they had one of these things, and it's basically – it's a little canvas bag that's kind of shaped like a rat, and it's got this, like, all-natural catnip in it. And we've gotten these before, and the cats will bat them around, and no big deal. But we brought this thing home, and especially with the new cat jelly – they have gone ballistic for this product. As a matter of fact, it's currently in kind of a disemboweled state. They <laughs> they liked it so much they ripped it to shreds. Uh, this thing is like crack for cats. <laughs> now, when when you go to the website, you can't buy this from Amazon. You have to buy this directly uh, from the manufacturer, and it's wellcat w e l l c a t dot com. Uh, ignore. The way that the website looks, because honestly, it is—it's a different-looking website. It, yeah, it's like right out of—it's like right out of the '90s, late '90s. Um, and I've actually had correspondence uh, with with the woman that runs the site, and she was she was basically telling me that um, Microsoft—and and this is kind of scary—Microsoft has. Uh, discontinued their support of the product that they used to make the website. So I'm kind of hesitant to say, well, okay, so this is uh, software that was built with bamboo and uh, and wrapping paper, I'm guessing. <laughs> Raffita. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the website looks horrible, but the product is wonderful. Uh, each one is about $7, and if you have a cat that likes catnip, they they will go nuts 
for this product. I highly, highly recommend it for the cat lovers out there, <laughs> which doesn't include certain people that uh, that have contributed to this podcast. Yes. Thank yes. you. So that's wellcats.com. And um, I think um, we've got – we haven't got a people's pick, but I'm going to donate a pe- people's pick, if I may. Sure. Max. Conference and Expo. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's coming up in July, Gaz. I know. I, I still don't know whether I can come over because my daughter still doesn't know when the graduation the actual graduation is going to be. be. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is this is a conference that is going to be held July 18th and it, 19th, I think. Something like that, isn't it? So it's it's 16th middle of July. To, yeah, 16th to 18th seems to ring a bell. Okay. Okay. While, while and, you're just having a quick chat, I will confirm for you. Okay. But it's not just like last year, which was the first year for the conference. It was a one-day conference. It has now been expanded to about a day and a half. And if it was just the conference, that alone would be worth it. But there's a little something extra on that Saturday night, and that is going to be Barry Fox Midwest Mac Barbecue, where I'm guessing practically every single speaker and every single person that's involved with the conference will be there for you to press the flesh and talk to and, and you know. And, and last year, we actually did a live podcast from Barry's house. Yes, we, well, we, we did two podcasts. We did one from the conference, and then we did another one from Barry's house. And what was yes. funny about the one from Barry's house was uh, we had two, we had, actually, we had three microphones set up. And it was just you and me talking, and some people were coming by and, you know, giving little talks here and there. And then all of a sudden, we had Allison Sheridan from the Nocilla Cast podcast. We had Dave Hamilton from the Mac Geek Gab. And uh, let's see, Tom. Don, Tom, Don was there, Don McAllister. Don McAllister. And they took over the microphones. And so for like the whole center section, or maybe it was the last section of the show, you know, you and I, we just got up, and not only did, did we leave the room. Where we left the house. We left the house. <laughs> we, we said, all right, you guys want to take over? Take over. And I thought that was just so funny. Uh, I don't know if that will happen this time. Uh, no, because I might not be there. <laughs> well, I mean, as far as, as doing a live podcast oh, no, from no, the no, barbecue. Yeah, it may not. It may not. But, because uh, I don't just, know what the setup is going to be as far as power and everything else goes. Though yeah, I guess yeah, I could yeah. do it because the talk that I'm giving – is going to be on mobile podcasting with iOS. Yeah. So, yeah, so in you, theory, so you'll have to do it then. Yeah, I, I could just set everything up and uh, record a podcast using just iOS devices because I have yeah. done that. And before. there's going to be there's going to be even more uh, well known famous Mac people there this year. So it's it's really building. I think it's going to be cracking this year. Yeah, of course, I'm, I'm, I am I'm, the I'm feature desperate. speaker. I'm desperate really to get over there, but I just can't. I just cannot. <laughs> I cannot miss my daughter's graduation if no, it's, if it's on that day. So I, that's why I don't just don't know yet. Well, I would I would say that that having me there alone is worth the price of admission. Don't you think so? <laughs> yes, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not so much. Not so much. Maybe. Yeah. So uh, you can check that out at maxstockconferenceandexpo.com. I believe maxstock. Uh, expo.com will get you there as well. Yeah. Uh, there's links. There'll be links there in the show notes for this episode, as well as a link to uh, the customer letter that Tim Cook 
uh, wrote or that Apple published that we talked about in the last section. So check those out there. Uh, moving over to the social side, I believe we're still at 158 liquors over there in Facebook. Yeah, EAC, just it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. Don't you worry about it. It's a slow burn. We'll get to 200. Yeah, well, if it's any slower, I I won't need I won't need bandits. <laughs> I think you know by the time we get to a thousand, we'll be there. Okay, uh, what did you want to talk about over there in G plus? <laughs> well, there are all sorts of things happening in G plus. Um, Carl Madden certainly mentioned uh, Real Racing Three for Apple TV, and he said that he thought that Gaz is going to be on it all the time. Uh, it, well, I haven't tried it yet, but I probably will do soon. Elisa. Uh, uh, Paselli said, um, uh, basically talking about something <laughs> stupid. So she gave an IQ test for 2014. Yeah, and, and had my um, name right there in the title. Yeah. Um, and thank Alice God. For, oh, hold on. Thank God for commas because what she has here is speaking of stupid, comma, plus Guy Searle, which <laughs> yes. is basically just a link to let me know that it's, you know, that I should be looking at this. But if you just look at the the sentence itself, <laughs> it's like you know. Okay, speaking of stupid, yeah, she didn't put guy plus Searle. guy. She didn't put plus guy. <laughs> that plus is automatically put in. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, I anyway. feel better. <laughs> um, our good friend Alistair Jenks also popped a topic up, and uh, he's he's responded to his question that he's put up. As have I. Um, guy has a little bit. Um, <laughs> A little bit. Um, yeah, a little bit. Oh, I have just a little bit as well. Um, so uh, we're gonna, I'm going to mention this topic here and now for anybody to also either go to Google Plus and add your comments or send information to us around these uh, three questions uh, via the, the information ways. that will be coming up in a minute. So um, what Alistair asked was, what app did you used to think not much of but has surprised you lately? That's question one. Question two was, what app did you used to love but just doesn't cut it anymore? And the final question is, which Apple app would you like Apple to spend more time on and do an X release of? All of them. And he's thinking in particular of Final Cut uh, 10, Logic 10, et cetera, et cetera. So go away. Have a think about that, folks, and either go over if you're a Google Plus member and post there or even uh, let's let's use the hashtag Alistair Jenks questions uh, in Facebook and we'll pick it up and, um, and uh, mention it in the upcoming weeks. Okay. Um, I just made that up about Facebook. You did. Well, then you're the one that's going to have to – have to well, I do. put that well, in I there. Tend, I tend to go over there, so yeah, that's okay. Okay, um, we have a, an iTunes review. Oh, is it? Is it another hater? No, it's someone who loves us. Oh, really? Yeah. How much did you pay him? Well, it was it was surprisingly cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if I'm going to be able to say his name or not. Uh, he writes great weekly listening, five stars by. Manoa Babuz, uh, Babuzi, Babuz. Okay. Uh, Manoa Babuzi. Yeah, him. Yeah, him. <laughs> he says, update. I guess he, he did a review before. He says, update. Oh, I, think, I think you're right. So thank you very much. Yes. 
Uh, he says, with almost 600 episodes, this podcast is still going strong. Listen to both the great regular show as well as the fun behind the scenes talk at the end. Uh, he says his in his original review, one of the older podcasts, this is more than just news, tech support, and commentary. It is put on by an international crew looking at all things Macintosh and Apple and more <laughs> and how they affect our world. Sometimes irrelevant sometimes no irreverent oh irreverent (laughs) always irrelevant i made that mistake i I said irrelevant and then i stuck with it actually (laughs) yeah yeah well it was probably closer to the truth uh but always real the mymac.com podcast adds to the macintosh living experience over the years, the hosts have changed, but not the unfocused focus. This is for people who enjoy using their Macs and want to know ways they can improve it. They always make me smile or laugh out loud. This is done by real human beings for real human beings. Beep, beep. Give the G-Men a wooty. Well, Mr. Manoa Babus, as well as, um, oh, what was the guy's name from last week? I can't remember. Okay, yeah, both of you send me uh, send me an email in the ways that we'll talk about in a minute, and I will get you a Wooty, which is this amazing document that must be seen to be believed. To be believed, yes, because you'll look at it and go, "Huh, really, really." <laughs> <laughs> so, if you would like a Wooty, and you've done a, an iTunes review. Or Good, done a Skype bad, phone call. Yeah, yeah, anything. Anything. Yeah, anything. Pretty much anything. Well, not, well, yeah, pretty much anything, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, not typically for, like, G-plus stuff, though. I believe I, at one point I was giving them out when we were coming up on one of our anniversary shows. Yeah, for, don't do that again. No. Yeah, you were bribing. I think you were bribing people to join it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, if you've done something wonderful for the show and the uh, the judge of that wonderfulness will be me, you can reach me at my email address, which is guy, G-U-I, at mymac.com. I can also be found on the Twitters, and my Twitter name is Mac Parrot. <laughs> Mac Parrot. <laughs> and if, you can also contact Fearless... Lee, oh, da, la, 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 la. Mm-hmm. I'm professionalism. Not, professionalism. Oh, I am so professional. And I'm still professional. And by the way, while, while Guy's being professional, it is the 16th and 17th of July, folks. Oh, That's great. The Max Talk. Yeah. Okay. Well, if, if you would like to contact <laughs> Fearless Leader Tim to ask him just, you know, what why? medication. Why he allows us to do it. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why he lo- allows us to ruin the name of my Mac. <laughs> week after week after week. He I think can- he's just forgotten us. <laughs> <laughs> or he's blocked it from his mind. Uh, that's feedback at mymac.com. And yes, Gaz, we do have a Skype number. Really? Which we do. We do. Really? I swear. I swear to God we do. We do. We do. If Outside of the United States, you may have to press plus one. Though it may just be a one. Uh, the area code is 703 and the phone number is 436 9501. So that's plus one, 703 436 9501. So, Gaz, when these these great people that listen to this podcast want to get a hold of you, how, 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 how do they do it? 
Well, quite easily, Guy. They can send an email to gaz at mymac.com. That's G-A-Z. <laughs> Uh, at pymac.com or on the Twitters. Contact me on the Twitters. Gaz Maz on the Twitters. That's G-A-Z-M-A-Z. You can also contact both Guy and myself with a joint Twitter account, twitter.com forward slash Guy and Gaz, G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z. And uh, I guess at that, I would like to say... And also, I'd just like to jump in. Yeah, go ahead. For Bart, if you're listening... Or is it Z? Mm. 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 No, I like Z. You've you've got me hooked on the Z, man. Excellent. <laughs> so See, I, I, I I've got a fantastic. I've just had a wonderful idea. I've just thought of a fantastic theme tune that I'm going to play next week if I can find it. Ooh, excellent. excellent. Yeah. Okay, well you'll have to, but don't forget about the Facebook thing. No, I with Alistair. Okay, so thank you all for downloading the the mymac.com podcast we greatly appreciate it and we are we are humbled by your continuing support and we hope that you'll be with us for a very very long time and and I'll I'll say this very very quickly with with the 600th show coming up if you can think of cool and funny bumpers to send in it doesn't have to, you don't have to give it to us through G+ you can you can send it to us through all the various ways that we just talked about a little while ago we love your bumpers we play them each and every week these are all bumpers that you guys well for the most part that you guys have written and um some of them are quite creative they're very uh, we, there's a creative bunch listening to us why they listen to i think we bring out the creativity in people because they can't believe that we do what we do without being creative <laughs> many many people feel that way yes they do <laughs> gaz i think now if you're oh. if you're asking me i think however yes. that we what, what do you think what that, do you think that we're good enough yeah okay and, and not only that no i think go on that we're smart enough. Really? Well, really? it's it's questionable. Yeah. And that doggone it, people like us. Choncho Sabata, Yatha Opusa. Opusa. Simthu Midi Sabata. Ino Sabata. Ampaka. Atali Cody. G-Men. Kapiti. Pamine. Is that a sandwich? Pali. <laughs> Susquehanna. Susquehanna. That's a town in Pennsylvania. I can't do that. <laughs> Zos and Galatza. Apple Uthenga. Blimey. Yeah, you can see what uh, that language is. Yeah, Chichuena. And apparently this is a description of how chickens eat. Yes. <laughs> That really can't be a description of how chickens uh, are. No, probably not. Probably no, I not. think that's your description of the language, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, apparently that what I just said was so last week stupid stuff, and this week kittens. Ha ha! How far will a G-Men go when there is less than exciting Apple news? Well, we will go to the end. Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can reach this and other great podcasts all on the Stoplight Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, 
the club podcast, the Let's Talk podcasts, OWC Radio, the Deeper Look podcast, and the Mac Gist. And welcome everyone to the MyMac.com podcast. This is number 594. Um, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> Should we start again? Yeah, I'm going to start again. I, 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 I was sitting there and it was like, okay, time to just jump right into it. And as soon as I started to talk, my head was just like, no, you're not f-ing going anywhere. Yeah. Do, we, um, do, do we want to say anything... Um about last week. <laughs> what? What about last week? All right, we'll leave it until the, the, the Google bit and we talk. Uh, oh, whoa. Nicholas, really. yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> oh, okay, let me start again. And yeah, welcome, You, you, you everyone. do that, you start again. Because <laughs> okay, I will. See, I'll I, tell you what, guess yeah, what? What? We're going to start. <laughs> I'm going to try. This and, is a day. Oh, Every once in a while, Guy and Gaz, the G-Man, bringing you Apple news, views, tips, and tricks without the distraction of the thought process. Yes. You're doing a thing. Gaz, you are absolutely right. (laughs) And so we're back. (laughs) We are back. Because I'm not seeing it. Of course, I didn't see the one for (laughs) Bon Jiggers either. You're so funny. <sighs> yeah. Ah. Now I've got that shortened down to where it's just a flash part. Cool. Check out the universe. Gold. Uh, let's see. Any of these that I'm going to need? This is the voice of the Mr. Hans. That still makes me laugh. Bubble, 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 bubble. bubble, bubble, bubble. <laughs> I am so very tired of you two G-men. In fact, I'm going to robocall Tim Robertson every five minutes with offers for cheap sea cruises, cut-rate car insurance, and refinancing his home until he fires you both. <laughs> of course, this was my favorite from that whole thing. What the f- man? It's an <laughs> Apple event in f- September. What do they release every f- in September since 2007? Stupid f***ing b***ard. Isn't it great? It is great. It is great. That was my absolute... F- and that show, oh my God, how much editing I had to do. Yes, yes, I can imagine. On that show. Yes. But it was okay. Can you get a hint? No, you may. However, get a what what? What what? All right. I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't know either. It is it is a mystery. All right, why don't you bring us into the next section? Okay. <laughs> and, and because you know, when this whole thing broke with the Apple letter, yeah. And uh it was obvious that that's what we were going to talk about this yeah. week. I looked at all the stuff that uh, that we had both put in on this topic. And then I looked at what I had written that I was going to talk about for this week, and it was like, wow, Pixar? Really? Really? <laughs> You're going to talk about Pixar and sequels? <laughs> and I, I, after I finished slapping myself, because I like doing that, 
Uh, I, I, yeah, I just got rid of all of it. It was like, that's, that is just so, st- I mean, that's even stupider than <laughs> what we talked about stuff. last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And this is all going to go in. This is going to be in the after show, folks. Is it really? Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. I, Gaz. But I was talking about your sex life earlier. Oh, well, no, that's not going in the after show. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, talk about a short center section. <laughs> yeah, my wife would be, what? How long? <laughs> no, then she says. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no saviors here, though. No, no saviors. Yeah, then, yeah, then we go. <laughs> yeah. And mostly she says. And it, for for anybody in the UK, she might also also say, "You Kalonka." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then when we're done, <laughs> <laughs> yes, when we're done, she says, "I don't believe it." <laughs> Mind you, I didn't know she'd got such a husky voice. <laughs> I take my clothes off and she says <laughs> yeah no matter how that's what that, that's my reaction yeah yeah you, you say isn't it great <laughs> <laughs> but also, yeah, it's kind of like well I got mine <laughs> yeah, well what you say, what you actually say is isn't it great without me doing a thing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you might also throw in there. Are you getting it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my word. Oh, my word. Oh, dear. And we have not said anything bad yet. No, no, no. Oh, dear. Yeah, and then she says. Well, I thought it was a very lovely story. And you tell it so well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and when she turns me down, <laughs> yeah, and you say, You haven't got a girl into trouble. No, but God knows I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is her usual reaction. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear! No, we could go on. <laughs> oh god, I'm getting my headache is coming back. <laughs> oh, now if you realize yeah. this means war. <laughs> I, I realize. But, yeah. yeah, but yeah, but the thing is, when I first go up to her, I say, "Hey, this promises to be fun." <laughs> There's something schooly around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. Is that enough treatment for you this week? I'm a man not so stupid. <laughs> All right, that's going to be the end of the after show. Sorry, that again. Huh? What did you just say? Oh, I'm going to cut it off after that. I'm not so stupid. I know, but I these things pop into my head, and if I don't talk about them, they're lost forever. Sometimes that's a good thing. It is. Sometimes it is. That usually is a pretty good thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
family? Yes, yes, there is. Yes, there is. In the MyMac.com family. Yeah. My Mac podcast family. That's right.